2: My frosty friends, it is the first day the W.I.B.C. Sunday magazine show. Thank you all so much for joining us. I hope that you are hunkered down inside and warm and cozy and you haven't lost power as we have this morning here uh, in my home in Hancock County. I think it's back up, though. Hope your pipes are good. We're going to talk about (laughs) all of that because it's brutal out there. It really is. It's gorgeous to look at. But it takes your breath away. It's minus one degrees here in downtown Yay. Indianapolis. Did you see not the morning sure the
3: rainbow, Rachel. the snow rainbow? No. In the, in the clouds? Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. What do they call those, sun doggies? Yeah, or they do. Yeah, there were sun doggies all oh,
2: over. Oh, no, we didn't get to see that. Yeah. My eyes were frozen. Uh... <laughs> You know, it, I, I want to get to our first guest because this is really, really such an important topic to me. And this morning I've seen a lot of stuff out there as I made my way to downtown Indianapolis, those that are homeless that are are out there and with their blankets on. And, and then also we're going to talk about um, pets, which is near and dear to, um, I think, everybody in this room, in, uh, to our hearts, and mm-hmm. and those that are out in those cold temperatures. If we're cold, the animals are cold, right? Uh, and Marion County Ordinance says right now those pets need to be inside, and even those of you that have a dog to simply watch over your used car lot or your home as a guard dog, it, it's cruel what you're doing. It's, it's cold outside, and so are they. I want to talk to Darcy Kurtz, who joins us now. She's the executive director of Fido, which is Friends of Indie Dogs Outside. How are you this morning, Darcy? Good morning. Thanks for having
0: me on the show to talk to talk about this issue. Really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, I know. Uh, what has been what has been what are your days over this last week? And even as we, I mean, it's not going to get any warmer this week. What has life been like for you and and those that uh, are serving Fido?
0: Yeah. So we're really focused on offering resources and information to people who normally keep their dogs outside. That during this this week it is going to be dangerously cold. People must bring their dogs inside, a temperature controlled building. By definition, that's that's a building cut between forty and eighty degrees. If people leave their dogs outside in this weather, you know, they're not just gonna suffer. They they may not survive it. It's going to be that cold.
2: I know that you're uh, you know, you've been Fido has been here with us for how long? How many years now? Yeah. Started in 2005 so going on 20 years and so what have you seen over this last couple of, I mean is it bad out there are there a lot of animals that are suffering that need your assistance right now
0: there are I do think having this ordinance in place um, prior to 2015 there was no legal requirement for people to bring their dogs inside regardless of the temperature so having that ordinance in place has made a huge difference in Uh, you know making the public aware offering them resources so they can comply with the ordinance and getting their dogs inside nonetheless we we still do find lots of dogs outside we are currently um doing cold weather um welfare checks for the dogs of our clients we're also assisting indianapolis animal care services with some of their dog neglect um cases and um you know there were yesterday we helped and found about four four dogs outside and um Worked with their owners to get them in the house and told them about the ordinance and, you know, how dangerous it was. So we have a ways to go in our city. I think we're making progress, but still too many dogs living outside in the cold.
3: Darcy, this is Denny Smith. God love you for what you do. For all of us as dog lovers, it's just nice to know that Darcy Kurtz and and the Corral is out there working. But what do you do? Uh, You know... I'm a little guy, weigh 135 pounds, maybe five foot seven. If I see something that's really, really bad, I don't. Do you go up and knock on the door? I mean, I don't want to butt into anybody else's business, but what do you do?
0: Yeah, it's tough for for the general public. You know, the thing is, we always use a friendly, helpful approach. Hey, we're we're just here to help you. Let you know what the ordinances are. You know, we have the resources. We bring inside training crates with us on our. Uh, on our vehicles I know it's hard for just regular Joe citizen to do that but but a lot of times if you just do it in a friendly helpful way and say hey I just you know want to make sure you know that it's going to be dangerously cold and we just want to make sure you know you comply with the law and and your dog is okay and you know sometimes the, the dog owner takes that okay sometimes not and if not that's that's when you can get you know Indianapolis Animal Care Services involved And again you know the officers also try to use a friendly helpful approach but they do have the authority if if the dog owner says i'm not bringing my dog inside you know the the last resort would be to impound the dog for its own safety and take it to the shelter so you know i think all of us try to use a friendly helpful approach try to get that dog inside but you know we don't want to leave them out there to die so so, you know, Indianapolis Animal Care Services is out there, they're working overtime, they're overstaffed, and they are, um, you know, they're ready to impound dogs if, if there's no other option. Kylan?
1: You, you mentioned some of the resources that you provide, like the indoor training crates. Are there any other ways to help dogs, like insulated dog houses or anything like that to help them through this cold time? Nope
0: it's during this extreme even an insulated dog house unless the dog you know and, and i don't want to be breed specific because it kind of muddies the waters but you know for most of the dogs that are chained outside or pinned outside or even in a fence yard even an insulated dog house even if it's half-packed with insulating straw bedding and there's a cover over the opening is not going to keep these dogs warm enough um in these temperatures you know mm. it's it's um, going to be sub-zero for a few days. It's not even going to get over 20 as a high um, for, you know, the past several days. And when you these dogs are out day and night in this extreme cold, um, even, a, even a well-insulated doghouse is not enough. We offer those when the temperatures are above 20 degrees because that will keep a dog warm. Um, but during this weather... It's really just get your dog inside. And it could be a basement. You know, basement temperatures are, you know, they're the, the ground is an insulator, so they typically stay above, you know, 40 degrees in a basement. That's sufficient. A heated garage, as long as it's heated above 40 degrees, you know, we offer that as a solution. But um, leaving your dog out in a doghouse in these temperatures, um, you know, the rare exception of a Great Pyrenees, you know, or a Malamute, But you know, I don't really want to get into the that breed, you know, specificity. It's Mm -hmm. just kind of the message is just bring your dog inside. For the next several days.
2: Yeah, as we mentioned those ordinances, fines, fines can run up to $200 for offenders. And uh, I do want you to know, too, that if Fido has been great to help me how to create, because stray cats and feral cats are a little harder to uh, capture or to try to help. So she created, or, or I've been shown how to create, uh, you take a cooler, that you have, you know, like a, your beverage coolers, the Styrofoam coolers, and you can uh, put a hole, just a small hole in them for the cats to get into and fill it with um, straw rather than hay. And that'll at least help them a little bit. Isn't that what I learned from you all, Darcy? That is, you probably learned it from our partners, indie Neighborhood Cat. Maybe so, I, I, I know that you've stocked them. I feel like I've seen yes. them at your facility.
0: Yes, we do have them here. And that's one thing I wanted to mention. So we are open today. Between um, 12 and 3, we do have a limited number of Styrofoam cat shelters in addition to inside dog training crates. But you're, you're correct. It's, uh, it's um, Styrofoam shelters with about a five and a half inch diameter hole cut in it, just big enough for the cats to get in and out, and about half stuffed with um, insulating straw bedding. And, and you know, for, for feral cats that can't be brought inside, often they can hunker down and stay warm. Cats are a little hardier, yeah, and um, that'll get them through this cold winter for those cats that can't be brought inside. Darcy Kurtz, what can we do to help you?
2: you? Your supplies must be dwindling.
0: Yes, if anyone wants to go out to our website at um there's a link on how to help and how to donate. And We've got our, our Chewy and our Amazon wish list and the inside training crates that we, we routinely use. And we plan to give out a lot of crates today, so that would be great if people could help us restock. we got a long winter ahead of us okay can kylan
1: you, can you talk a little bit more on those open hours for today you mentioned you're going to be providing some of those resources what are the full details if people do need some resources
0: yes so normally we do income qualified people we, do, we can't help everybody but today mm-hmm. If anybody, if all they need is an inside training crate to bring their dog in in this cold weather, we're going to help them. No questions asked. Um, So we're open um, from 12 to 3 today. We're located at 1505 North Sherman Drive. And we'll have inside training crates for dogs that otherwise are going to be left outside. We can, you know, provide flea treatment if people need it. If that's an impediment, some, you know, chew toys to keep them occupied in the crate. Um, We also are going to be providing a limited number of cat shelters until we run out today. Okay.
2: All right. Whatever you can do to help this great organization, they're small, but they're amazing what they've been able to do over the years. They really are angels. And FidoIndy.org, again, is the website. Darcy Kurtz, thank you so much for what you're doing. And uh, we're crazy about you. Let us know if we can help at all. Oh, wait a minute, Kylan. Oh, a quick
1: question, because I saw this on your Facebook page. You mentioned donating to you guys. You guys are also doing a January fundraiser. Is that correct?
0: Well, we are doing a crew car wash um, ticket sales in okay. January. Yeah, so if people want to purchase them, they can send an email to info at FidoIndy.org, and we will arrange payment and mail the the car wash tickets to you. Yep, we're doing that the whole month of January.
1: And 50% of proceeds benefit Fido. So if you need to get that salt off your car after this cold weather, go help them out.
2: Perfect. Hey, Darcy, thank you. We appreciate you all. Thank you. Thank you so much for helping us get the word out to the public. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Eleven seventeen. It's the first day on ninety
1: three WIBC.
2: I wish I was in you, bed. I the <laughs> oh, it oh, never came on time.
3: I cannot sleep past four o'clock in the morning. I know. I can't. want to, but I, you know, that's I when just... we get
2: Denny's text.
3: No, I stopped doing that because you guys all yelled <laughs> at me. You know. Well, I get your text Denny's at up. eight, you know, from He's eleven up. to one. So it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. All right.
2: Uh, listen, hey guys, guess what? I'm going to be working out at the Indianapolis Home Show over the next couple of weekends.
3: Not just working, and you are. Do the MC. You're the MC. I'm the MC. That's pretty special stuff. On the stage, stuff. lots of
2: cool guests and stuff. It's going to be another cold weekend next weekend. But I have tickets that you can use anytime between the 19th and the 28th. Free. And I have, yep, I have one, two, three, four. I have four? No, five. Kylan, can you answer phones for five times? I sure can. Five. Family four packs Wow Yeah I'm gonna give to you Five family four packs That's a deal Is it feels like I a deal say so
3: yeah you can always take your grandkids and embarrass them and go up and yeah. sit sit on the toilets in the in the plumbing display yeah oh it just embarrasses the kids to death <laughs> you know you got you got to do that at least once in your life you know
2: it's gonna be a good one centerpiece home that's that one oh so here's what we'll do just give us a call again i only have five of them five family four, four packs and kylan what it's the number is uh three one seven Two three nine ninety three ninety three. Call us right now. You don't have to go on the air or anything. Kylan will take your calls and uh, be nice to her and patient with her.
3: 9 Who's the showcase home this year? It's a Davis home. A Davis home. 317-239-9393. Yeah. Be nice to Kyla, and she's the best producer we've ever Or I ever just had. won't
2: give you the tickets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, just... That's right. Explore the centerpiece home, an exquisite craftsman-style home that blends meticulous artisan details with every bit of a dis-elegance. Built by Davis Homes. So that's your centerpiece home. Yeah, there's like a it's market- a one story. that's a
3: marketing school graduate right there.
2: Yeah, that's, well, yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's awesome. Also want to mention, it's Girls Count... Oh, I do want to also mention, too, Denny, and I want to get that to that story. Girl Scout cookie season has returned, and... You were a judge. I was a judge, and it was for the six local chefs that participated in a cook-off to celebrate Girl Scout cookie time. We had A.J. feeney Ruiz uh, from Books, Bourbon, and Bacon, Lainey Glick with Second Help- Helpings, my friend Felicia Grady, I love her, private chef uh, with Plated Up Catering, Kathy Jones, love her so much, too, Iozo's Garden, uh, Chad Miller uh, with Pruitt Restaurant and Lounge. Anyway, I want to thank uh, Dina Potter and Danielle Shockey for inviting me to be one of those six judges um, and I had a great time and the winner was, and let me get to it right now, the chefs given, they were given the challenge of creating a dish that includes Girl Scout cookies in the recipe and every one of them was so delicious. And the winner of the competition was the Not So Hoosier Tenderloin. It was a dish f- uh, featuring a trefoil crusted pork tenderloin atop a brioche bun. Now
3: the trefoil is just mm shortbread cookie
2: oh man Man, was it good that was the crust around that tenderloin deep fried that's got a
3: nice buttery flavor oh
2: delicious but people also some of the chefs used the lemon ups which were that just added that bit of lemon and these were savory we didn't have any desserts we had soups that also include oh my goodness they were so creative so anyway good the cookie booths will open february 2nd but if you start uh, placing your orders right now you can do that with any girl scout do you have a favorite terry Always the thin mint.
3: The thin mints have always been good. Always. I used to like the peanut butter cookies. Oh, I love those two. That second. I didn't get the one last year. The one they, they kept the raspberry. The raspberry kept pumping it, but uh, yeah. then you couldn't find them. Yeah. So. And well, they, well and they're somebody, not bringing them back. They're, they're not bringing them back. They didn't come back this year. Well, that's, uh uh-uh. uh that's They not were. That was just
2: though. well. People started selling them over. Uh, Oh, online you, and the Girl Scouts were like, that's not what we're doing. Yeah. You know, if you're
3: trying to call in right now on two three nine ninety three ninety three, you can stop. I think Kai's got all. Of, oh, I think she the does. The line's lit she? up like the Christmas tree. I'm so
2: glad, though. I hope y'all get to go and yeah. have a good time. I'll have some more next week. And oh I no, think I won't. We'll will will be
3: the Home and Garden Show. will be there on the twenty seventh. Yeah, last weekend. No, yeah, the last weekend. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to be there. It's
2: pretty cool. Well, that cool be cool. Um, also, want to mention yesterday there were a couple of house fires that the IFD battled, and I was thinking about them as I passed by one of them. On on my way to work yesterday, and I just can't imagine battling a fire in oh these temperatures. Well, your Truly. hydrants
3: freeze up, your nozzles freeze up, you're and s- you're shivering like a dog passing it, right. fish hooks. It's, it's
2: cold. It's cold. They had to bring in salt trucks because the ice, the water was melting and freezing quickly, and so, um, you know, it's uh, a tough time for everybody that's out working today. We may be in warm temperatures, but it's a tough day out there for those, our, our heroes, I should mention, our heroes. Okay, uh, let's see. Should we take a break? I think Kylan Santana take a break we'll do that thanks everybody who's called for the home show tickets we've got those uh, given away now we'll do it again uh, not today but sometime. well i don't know I, i've got more <laughs> anyway uh, news is next you're listening to 93 wibc oh boy we've got a solar eclipse coming this countdown continues I mean, it's, uh, what, April something? 8th? April 8th. April 8th. Mark your calendars if you haven't already. It's a Monday? I think it's a Monday. You know, I haven't looked Because I'm sad it wasn't so. on a Sunday. Because I think it's on a, I know it's not on a Sunday. Uh, Terry Stacy here with you. Thanks for joining us this morning on this very beautiful, to look out out the window, cold Sunday morning, Terry. At least it's sunny. At least it is sunny. Makes it, makes it better. Makes it colder.
3: It's a shiver me timbers Sunday. That's (laughs) what it is. Denny
2: has an interesting story we'll get to about him and a coyote that happened this morning. But until then... Kylan Talley has a story for us. Oh, my gosh. Well, did you know that
1: Indianapolis, we're ranked as one of the top cities oh, yeah. for viewing the total eclipse? Yep. A million people from out of state are estimated to be visiting just for it. I think that's, that's
2: just wild to me. It is, too. I mean, it's an adventure for so many. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an adventure to to get in the car or get on a plane and go where there's going to be total a total eclipse. Total darkness. darkness. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family from Colorado are even
1: contemplating buying tickets, but even the hotels are going crazy about yeah. it. It's a whole thing, and there's quite a bit to learn about this phenomenon and why it's so fascinating. And thankfully, my alma mater, the University of Indianapolis, they're hosting a community class to learn all about total solar so eclipses. Fun. Well, the host of the class, she's here to share more about it. Assistant Professor of Physics and Earth Space Science, Dr. Sarah Reynolds. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. It's exciting to be here. Can you tell me about the work that you and you, Wendy, are doing to help educate the community about this solar
4: eclipse? Yeah, so we've put together an online course so people can learn more about eclipses, um, both in terms of the science that uh, underlies a lot of what you see in an eclipse, but also the history of how eclipses have impacted uh, art, culture, literature, and a variety of sort of human endeavors over time. With this being an online course, do you have to attend a
1: meeting every week? Is it asynchronous? Can you talk a little bit about that?
4: Yeah, so the the course is asynchronous, which means that there's not required meeting times. Basically, um, every week we have sort of a curated set of resources that sort of comes out on Monday morning. It's very multimedia, so some things are video, some things are audio or even activities that people might be able to do at home, but different ways that you can kind of learn something related to that particular week's topic. And then the next week, a different topic and a different set of resources roll out. But everything can be done on your own schedule just by going through the course website.
1: One of my favorite facts about a solar eclipse in general, similar to what we're going to be seeing, is that one of Indiana's earliest recorded eclipses happened as George Rogers Clark crossed the Falls of the Ohio. That is awesome. Can you give us any other sneak peeks at some of the information that they might be learning?
4: Yeah, that's a very interesting eclipse and, you know, connection for Indiana, especially because, you know, the state of Indiana doesn't really exist at that point. But the United States has mm. just come into into being. And so that particular eclipse is one that Thomas Jefferson was trying to observe and marveling at the science of it even while the Revolutionary War was going on. So it's kind of amazing how eclipses really can command attention even when there's a lot else going on in our lives. There have been other eclipses that have come through Indiana. The last one that's come for University of Indianapolis right at our location, the last one that came exactly through here, I think was in the 1200s. So we don't know much about who was observing it or whether the weather was good on the day in the 1200s, but more reason for us to kind of pay attention to it now. One of the weeks of the course, we're actually going to look at some examples of some newspaper articles from some of those historical eclipses and the sort of reports that people were getting about what they saw or what they didn't see. I even found one where it was reported, at least, that there was a baby born. Um, Wow. I'm not sure if it was the day of or during the eclipse and that they were going to name the child Eclipse. I can't imagine being the mom in the
1: hospital while that happened. I don't know if you can see it from being inside the building, but I think that's pretty cool. Dr. Sarah Reynolds, again, Assistant Professor of Physics and Earth Space Science at the University of Indianapolis. Sarah, can you talk on the cost of this class, how that works to be able to learn more about the solar eclipse that's coming?
4: Yeah, for community members, registration is just $10. You can go to the website store.und, that's U-I-N-D-Y, like the town, not just the letters, um, .edu. uh, And it's featured there. You can also go to the UND homepage, and there's links to it there. So different ways people can find it. The class starts this next week on January 16th, but people can continue to enroll for the few weeks after that, up to February 10th.
1: I am so excited. Again, that's und.edu. It is right there on that homepage. You'll see to Discover Together, Eclipse's virtual community class offering. And that's really exciting. And I'm excited just to see what we learn through this. Sarah, where will you be when the solar eclipse happens? Have you planned that out yet?
4: Well, I'm probably going to be right here on the UND campus. Um, We're, you know, We have a lot of people that want to get together and see it here, so we're going to have our community out viewing it. There's lots of other great places to go around town and view it. But, you know, one of the great things about an eclipse is that it's really accessible to everyone, right? Anyone that can walk outside or look out a window is going to be able to see this eclipse. And so we want to make sure that everyone knows what they're seeing and how to see it safely on the day of. There's going to be a path for
1: the total solar eclipse throughout the United States, but Indianapolis is in the path of totality. Can you talk about that and why it's so cool that we get to have front row seats to the
4: eclipse? Yeah. So the path of totality is where the moon fully blocks the bright surface of the sun and What that means is that the people that are in that particular location, first of all, that's the most dramatic kind of eclipse you can have, right? People that chase eclipses and go see them all the time, you know, this is what they live for. So totality is a big deal because you get that full blockage. And that's also, you get some interesting sort of environmental effects. You get this kind of 360 horizon. You can see the shadow coming in. I mean, it's moving really fast. And sometimes if you're in the right vantage point, you can see the shadow move in. Totality is really sort of where the the most amazing part of the Eclipse experience happens. And so that's why being on the path is so exciting and it's going to come to you on that day. Truly, wherever you are, it's going
1: to come to you. even as you mentioned inside, you'll be able to see it out the window. There are plenty of events happening around Indianapolis to make the experience even bigger. Wherever you decide to spend it, is UIndy doing anything like that?
4: Yeah, so a lot of schools are letting out for that day, and UIndy also will be uh, releasing our afternoon classes so that people can kind of go out and gather and celebrate and learn all together on that day. And like many places, we have eclipse glasses that we'll be providing and other people will be providing around in the area. I know there's a lot that are available through the local public libraries and some through other organizations around here. And I think you'll find a lot of that around town. Is there anything else that you would like to say about the solar eclipse or safety during it? Anything that people should keep in mind? People should keep in mind that like having the glasses is great, but it's not the only way to observe it. And there's lots of great things you can do with like looking at shadows, looking at the projection of the sun through small holes onto the ground. And there's some really neat effects you can see that way. And then, of course, you'll have the moment of totality. And at that particular time, when the full bright surface is blocked, you do not need the glasses mm-hmm. to make the observation. So. If you end up, you don't have the glasses, you're looking at shadows, you can see that it's making progress, don't worry. You are going to know when totality arrives. And when that sun is completely blocked, you're going to know, hey, okay, now is the time. It's safe to look up, observe the event for those almost four minutes that we're going to get in the path of totality in a lot of parts of Indiana. And then when the bright surface starts to reappear, that's your cue. Okay, look away. Put your glasses on. Go back to practicing other safe observing methods. Mm-hmm. But you have that totality time that you can't actually look at it directly. Wow, have you seen a solar ecl- a total solar eclipse yourself? I have not, so I am really ah! looking forward to this one. In 2017, I got to see the the partial and a pretty like large mostly covered partial, but I I didn't get to go down to the path of totality. So I'm really looking forward to this one. Yay, I'm so happy. I think it'll be a
1: first for a lot of people, too. I mean, myself included. A great thing ahead. And if you want to learn more about this total solar eclipse, what it means for the community, the history behind it, so many other great things. Go take the class. you It's very simple. $10. And of course, if you need some financial aid, reach out to them and they can help you out with that. But go to und.edu. It's right there on the homepage. They made it easy for you. Go take the class. Sarah, who we've been talking to, is overseeing it and she'll take care of you and make sure you know everything you need to. The class does start January 16th. That's just this next week. And it runs through April 29th. Registration remains open through February 10th, but the class is capped at 400 participants, so make it in before then. Again, UND.edu. Dr. Sarah Reynolds, Assistant Professor of Physics and Earth Space Science at UND, thank you so much, Sarah, for taking time to be with us today and talk about this awesome phenomenon that's going to happen.
2: Thank you. It was a great conversation. There you go. What do you think about that? Great job, Kylan. I'm so
1: excited. And again, there are many different events happening. You can go to the IMS, White River State Park, Connor Prairie, Newfields, even the Children's Museum. They're all having different events, but you can still see it from your backyard if you don't want to go somewhere.
3: Do you ever think about what ancient people thought when the sun got blocked out? I, I mean, think about it you,
1: quite
2: often. You
3: don't have any, you know, scientific background, all of a sudden the lights go out in the middle of the day, so Yeah.
2: Indiana Humanities is seeking submissions for the 2024 Indiana Eclipse Poetry Contest. Uh, and they're looking for that that we're just as Kylan has mentioned hark, a handful of hark. states that are in path totality. just got dark. You get a $500 oh, prize a if you start. I was working on it. You become the poet. Here's mine. Total darkness in April, I think. Hope I'm alive to see it. Otherwise, that will stink. Uh, (laughs) Wow. I hope you're alive, too. You only have a couple
3: months to go. Solar
2: eclipse. Total darkness in April, I think. Hope I'm alive to see it. Otherwise, that will stink. Do you have a death wish or something? You just never know. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Baby girl, you're not that old. You just know. on. Uh, listen, I, I, I could just be, you know, I mean, anything can happen.
3: Well, here's something. You might freeze to death. Did you see the winter chill, the wind chill warning? Temperature's now zero oh my in gosh. downtown Indianapolis. Yeah. There's a warning until 1 p.m. this afternoon, and then it changes over to an advisory. But the wind chills can be as low as 35 degrees oh, below. Dear. In that situation, flesh can freeze in about 10 to 30 minutes. So
2: yikes be careful when you go out please please be covered from head to toe and um coming up in the next hour denny's going to talk we've got denny coming up with investing sense obviously that's in this hour but coming up in the next hour we're going to talk about this cold and maybe some tips that you can do right now because this weather is going to continue for a few days on how to make sure that your pipes don't burst and if they do what do you do next and so on and so forth and I'm doing this personally because we we don't have any cold water now for don't some reason. Don't you really? No, oh. it's over. Uh-oh. It's over. Eleven forty-six. Denny Smith with Investing Sense next on ninety-three WIBC. You've got a friend in Denny. You've got a
1: friend in Denny. I'd say you do. When the <laughs> so cold ahead. ahead. Mile, miles from it's nice frozen.
2: <laughs> I just want to be in, in bed, Denny said... Boy, you got a I had a, buddy, Denny.
3: had a buddy call me last week that and said, you Man, you were awful negative. He, he said... Uh, we always, we've always known that government officials and economic officials—I forgot have been, what you talked about. Well, people <laughs> lying to us, Terry. Oh, that's right. We, we couldn't trust anybody that's anymore. Right. They always adjust their, really, their, amen, their economic statistics. You know, we don't statistics. trust anybody. Well, I read this article I by Desmond Lockman this week. Oh,
2: I trust you, Terry. And Thank uh, you. Desmond. anything you said. go ahead, Danny. I'm sorry. Oh, right. <laughs> you
3: guys are so nice. That's you, all right. Talk. Hey, uh, and he brought up a fact that I had really not thought about that when you. When you finance a big commercial office building, you normally finance it for five years or ten years with what they call a balloon. So the amortization would be like it's a thirty-year mortgage, but it balloons on the fifth year, and you have to pay it all back. I
1: do like balloons.
3: You do like, I balloons? like balloons too. Well, these balloon. are balloons. That <laughs> have can you catch tried the you water
1: from. balloons that freeze outside, ladies? Ooh, oh, right. Ladies. Fine. Okay. Okay. All right. Yes, you're right.
3: So <laughs> here's what's happening, and uh, Lockman picked this up. Desmond Lockman is the writer. He said you know this is all starting to hit here because it wasn't but five or six years ago uh, actually longer than that two thousand eight that all these people were getting fifteen-year mortgages with balloons and then a few years ago it was five years and all these interest rates were in the gutter they were nothing and so we were financing these big commercial buildings even like what we have here in indianapolis for pennies on what would normally be a very high interest rate mortgage well here's the here's the gig All those have to be refinanced. And it's at the same time that the Fed is saying they want to keep interest rates high to protect the efficacy of the dollar. And we're worried also about whether or not the markets or the economy can continue on. We want to lower interest rates to give some vibrancy to the economy, but we want to protect the dollar. And the Fed's got themselves boxed into a corner. It's like arguing with my wife. I better have my stuff together and if I don't have it together then I don't have a good argument for Jane. And I will have to agree with Desmond Lockman here that these these people in the Fed can't get their story straight. I listen to the likes of Janet Yellen, who tells me that everything's okay. It's going to be a soft landing. What a bunch of horse hockey. It's not going to be... Listen, <laughs> kids, the here we go. I know, I know here you're we listening. Do up. not think we can get out of this <laughs> easy. Right. They have to lower the interest rates to protect the economy make the markets happy for your 401ks and everything else and at the same time you know that means that inflation is going to start going back up again the forecast for inflation right now in spite of what the fed says is going to be three and a half to four percent well their target's two percent so they won't admit that they're incompetent but they really are incompetent and it's starting to get get scary if they cut the rates gas is going to go to six dollars a gallon So it's a lose-lose for all of us here in America.
2: I can't go anywhere if it gets to $6 a gallon. I cannot go. I can't afford that.
3: Look, imagine that, Terry, you and I had uh, Denny and Terry's real estate. And we owned a multi-story building that we financed, you know, long, long time ago at 2.5%. Well, now the interest rates are 6.5%. But since everybody's working from home we don't have any occupancy. I mean, we're at 65% occupancy. True. So now we're going to be paying higher rates for our mortgages to cover our big building. And we don't have anybody renting the suites. And here's what's going to happen. A lot of people who have survived through COVID, who maybe wrote a five-year lease when COVID hit three or four years ago, when those leases are up, they are not going to renew them. And if they do renew them, they're going to be negotiating Cats. I mean, they're they're really going to ask for the moon. They're going to ask for amenities. They're going to ask for free remodels. They're going to ask for lower rates because the competition. So they're... So Lockman's right. There are a lot of issues that the Fed has got themselves backed into a corner. The reason I'm telling you this is because this is the perfect setup for what we call a blow-off. And a blow-off is in the markets when... Um, Everything just keeps going up, and you think, man, this is great. Look at my 401k. Look at my IRA. Look at my investments. They're really going up. You're looking at your house, and you say, golly, the value of my house is going up. All right, that's the blow-off side. The bad part is, is it also means the deterioration of our currency, United States dollar. Everybody's avoiding the dollar. The only people that are buying U.S. Treasuries is the Federal Reserve. So that's called monetizing our debt, and it's really starting to get scary. Um, I, I think that we're going to sort of meander alone, but, uh, you know, the, the idea that it's a slow motion train wreck. Have you ever seen those slow motion train wrecks where they, I they have. slow it way down and then all of a sudden it's so, you know, coming together and the two trains collide and then the first engine falls off the track. That's sort of what it's going to be. But this well, blow off that's, that's coming out, too. You know, the, that's, <laughs> I, I love the saying it's
2: Denny, but you're telling us the truth. We got to know. I'm telling Denny. you the truth. Gotta the gotta old, know. the you old joke is Denny.
3: The old proverb that man plans, God laughs. I think that's it. What this, if you're wrong? Well, I'm 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 willing to accept I'm wrong, but I am not going to believe the likes of Janet Yellen, who tells me we're going to have a soft landing. Yeah. You know, we don't take us for fools. Do not take us as children. We have believed everything you've said, and it's all a bunch of lies. They keep they cook the books. They give us all these labor numbers. Everybody's got a job. Well, crap. They're getting they're getting the lowest paid jobs. Yeah, they're they're going to work for fast food and everything else, but there's no higher paying jobs. And when we look at the union jobs and the labor negotiations, those are going up by six, eight, 10 percent. So that tells you a lot about what labor unions and what uh, what labor itself is looking at anyway, be cautious. Enjoy the run-up. You know, this this blow-off that we're going to see in the markets is going to be a little bit exciting. But remember, at the same time, what it's being measured in is a dollar that's going down in value. That's what I'm sharing. Don't panic. Okay, But Denny. it's it's going to be a wild ride. Slow motion train wreck is the best I can say. And don't listen to Janet Yellen. No. What an old hag. You Excuse
2: get Denny me. for free. Money. Hey, by the Denny's way, he's free and he's and he's here for us. Do you know and, how Janet
3: Yellen invests her money? Uh uh-uh. uh You're going to love this. Okay. She's a philatelist. Do you know what that is? No. A philatelist is somebody that invests in stamps. She is a stamp collector. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm not taking her no, serious listen, anymore. It's
2: okay, Denny. That's Denny Smith. He's going to be back with us in the next hour to talk about plumbing.
3: <laughs> and that's something that's fun.
2: One degrees outside, ladies and gentlemen. Minus 18. That's what it feels like. We've got a windchill advisory until seven tomorrow morning. And this is the first day on 93 WIBC.
0: Life is full of things to manage: your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Keycimta